Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hayden Alabama Podcast. I'm Philip. And I'm Brad. And today we'll be talking to Coach Stockman and getting the Hayden Junior High Football preseason interview and giving you what you can expect for the upcoming game. So today we have five questions. I'm going to go over them really quickly so you know what to expect. The first one is offensively, who are you counting on to make plays and produce points? Number two, defensively, who are you calling on to be run stoppers and pass stoppers and keep points off the scoreboard? Number three, how have you altered your coaching this season or this preseason to produce more points and more wins? Number four, who are the newcomers that will be the key contributors Players. And then number five, we're going to want to give everybody the details so they can come out and watch the first game this week. Finally. It's here. Yeah. It, it almost started last week, but it did give us an opportunity to record this interview. Right. So it can't be all that mad. That's right. Well, a little, little bit of weather last week and then a couple other mishaps. But finally, this is the week that we play. Boys are ready. They're, they're practice fatigued. So, and so the coaches were ready to see our kids play. I know you want to see the results of all the practice. Right. You got to get the game time. All right, well, let's go, like we promised everybody, let's go to the first question, which is offensively, who are you counting on to make plays and produce points? Well, our biggest contributor offensively last year, uh, or one of them, it was Andrew Cox. Just a phenomenal athlete. He's, he's, very, he's kind of what a coach wants in a football player. He's fast, athletic, strong. Uh, and he's very physical. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, we'll get to him on defense later also. But uh, also, it's, it's not just him. It, he has got a good supporting cast. Uh, you know, junior high football is, is not the same as varsity. You know, two or three kids can really change the outcome of a junior high contest. If you've just got one big, strong kid – a lot of little 12 and 13 year old boys are making business decisions already and thinking, I don't want a part of that, yeah. you know? So if you can get a big bruiser in the backfield, uh, you, you've got a, you know, a great advantage there. So not only do we have Andrew, but we're going to have uh, Everett Hicks, you know, big kid. Yeah. He's, he had a growth spur. Uh, he already over six foot, already over 200 pounds. And I think me and you, it took us junior, senior year to, to make that mark. Mm-hmm. Well, he's an eighth grader and he's there. And, and he, crazy. he runs well for a big kid too. Um, but also, you know, we're a very young team. Uh, our numbers are down this year, and I'll touch on that later, why they're down. Um, but out of a, a roster of 32 kids, we've got 21 seventh graders. So that's going to put us in a position to rely on some young talent. So you're two-thirds seventh yes, graders? Yes, yes. So very very young, uh, but it's young talent though. So we, you know, expect a lot of good things going forward. If that seventh grade class will stay together, I think that they can, you know, be a good ball team together as they grow older. But um, some of the seventh graders that we're relying on, uh, Parker Smith, uh, Xander uh, Lehman, he's going to be our quarterback. Uh, Case, uh, my boy, he's um, he's kind of in a little hybrid role. He's kind of a slack back slash receiver. Kind of throwing him to the wolves early. I'm a little nervous yeah. as, as a daddy to do that because right. he's still just a little guy. But still, you know, at the same time, uh, those boys, they love to play and they love to compete. And I think that's what's going to make them successful. But also, uh, you know, every every battle, you know, the football field, it starts up front in the trenches. Absolutely. So we're depending heavily on our big guys up front. So every good play starts with a good snap 
and we're going to have that from Michael King. And then uh, Daniel Bishop, uh, Matthew Scroggins, he's, a, he's another big body. He's uh, over six foot, over 200 pounds. So that was, he was a good add-on. Yeah. He's, he's not a stranger to Hayden, he's, but he came back this year. And also uh, Nathan Sloan, he's kind of the, the silent type that will beat you up on the football field and then be really nice to you after the game. So, you know, those guys up front, if they can give us a good push, then hopefully those playmakers. And, and then there's some – you just, just about say our whole receiving core. You know, we're young there. We've never thrown the ball much. Of course, you know, in, in junior high, I've, I've kind of been gun shy. You know, if you got a really good quarterback that can spin the ball, you're going to want to throw. Mm-hmm. But, you know, young guys, man, they make you nervous about putting the ball up oh, there. Yeah. No doubt. If you don't believe in the importance of an offensive line, grab a football and get behind <laughs> six people that won't block for you and just see how good you are. Right. You'll find out real quick the importance of the big guys up front. Absolutely. Being a running back, you don't want to make them mad. Mm-hmm. All they got to do is step aside one play. Then you're Yeah, so don't don't chew on them. No. That's the thing about being a, a back, you know. The the line will always take a chewing for not blocking, mm-hmm. but the backs they never get the same chewing for missing a hole or a cutback lane. Like mm-hmm. why didn't you didn't see that crease? What was wrong with you? Right. Why did you run right towards the defender? <laughs> he was, he no, was standing yeah, right there. No, no one. Yeah, it's always the line that takes the abuse. All right. Well, <clears throat> let's move. Let's do a little transition to the second question because offensively, obviously, you've got to score points but defensively helps you to be able to score more points than the other team, which obviously renders the win. Mm-hmm. So the second question, defensively, who are you calling on to be run stoppers, pass stoppers, and to keep the points off the board? Well, it seems like at, at junior high, we always depend on the same kids. Uh, typically, in, in my experience with it, each year you have around 12 to 15 kids that that are playmakers. Mm-hmm. And – you know, this is this is the time where kids understand that, you know, the, the park days are over, the flag football days are over. It, it, it's more about earning every play that you get. And, and whoever puts you uh, in the best position to win, mm-hmm. that's who you're going to put on the field. Uh, and, and we rely heavily on the same kids going back and forth. But also we know the importance of trying to get fresh legs because – you know, even though it's eight-minute quarters, um, you know, young man, they will tire quickly, especially this time of year. So we, we try to, to rotate where we can, and I feel like we're going to do a better job of that this year of, of having uh, subs that can come in and out and, and be as equally helpful there in those positions that we sub. But it's um, basically some of the same kids that I called um, on, uh, on offense, uh, Andrew Cox, Everett. Uh, Everett's going to be a defensive end for us. We're hoping that he can, you know, create a – you know, he he can contain that edge and also provide a pretty nasty little pass rush off the outside there. Um, Andrew Parker, uh, they're very physical at linebacker. Uh, we got a couple of newcomers. I'll, I'll mention them again later. Uh, but Zach Tyler, um, Jacob Cornegay, uh, these are guys that are they're very raw as far as as far as football goes, but they're they're scrappy. As athletes, yes, they're 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 they they move well and they're bigger, stronger kids. Uh, another kid who's come on here lately uh, that we had last year, his name's Hayden Harmon. Uh, we're going to rely on him mainly as a defensive specialist. Um, but those, these are the, the kids that you like to see being physical. You want to see them come e- downhill. And that's really been a point of emphasis, you know, here lately is 
you know, promoting gang tackling. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't just trust one guy to make the stop. You see someone stood up, see one guy struggling, man, come in and finish the job with him, you know. But, you know, some of those same guys uh, that I talked about up front, offensively, same guys defensively, uh, we're going to be running that three-man front. Uh, so we're going to be rotating Scroggins, uh, also Sloan, Bishop, um, uh, several big bodies that we're going to be rotating in there just to try to get a, a push up front. That's encouraging. One thing I heard, too, some encouragement of those guys that may be on the sideline. Always a chance to come in. Right. So there are going to be some opportunities for playing time. Maybe they're not on the start in 11 right now on right. defense, but they've got an opportunity to come in quick if they keep working hard. Right. You know, something that we always tell our, our junior high kids, sometimes it's not always instant gratification. Um, we had a kid who stood on the sideline for a couple of years just over there chewing on his mouthpiece killing the weeds very humble very low-key he gets in the weight room gets a little attitude about himself yeah by his senior year he's all-state linebacker don't give up that's right so you do not peak in seventh and eighth grade well let's go to your let's put the highlight on you the spotlight on you how no next question (laughs) now sorry you gotta answer this one (laughs) How have you changed your coaching in the preseason to produce more wins this year than last year? Or let's say it like this, or to maximize the wins this year? Well, try to be intentional in every single thing I do uh, this year. That includes who we allow to be part of the program. Uh, you know, football, there, there's not a tryout. Everyone who wants to play, they can play. But this year I put more stipulations on it. Started back in the spring, like you have A, B, and C to complete if you want to be part of the program. Just something as little as, you know, having your physical turned in on time. If you yeah. miss the deadline, you're done. Um, you, you take part in all the spring practices uh, or you're done. You take part in the summer program. And just having stipulations uh, cut our roster by 16 kids. So today's generation, I don't think they like a lot of rules and regulations. And accountability. Yeah, and i tell you what, I don't know how, how it's going to pan out as far as wins and losses, but as far as a likable and lovable and coachable team, this has been one of my favorites ever. And we've wow. not even played game one. They're just a, a pleasant group to be around, and other coaches have echoed that same sentiment. So hopefully that will translate to success. But – as far as the X's and O's, though, um, you know, tried to be more intentional throughout the summer. Uh, in the June uh, month, we brought in our skill kids uh, just to try to start installing the offense, uh, repping, you know, different pass routes, uh, run scheme, uh, type of, you know, offense that we'd be running, which we always run the same thing as, as varsity. Um, also, I like that, by the way. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a good model. Of course, we don't do every single thing uh, the same way that Varsity does because we're, we're dealing with middle school kids, so we have to water it down for them. But, yeah. you know, the, the concept and the foundation is there. Uh, in June, uh, we took part in the – to my knowledge, it's the first one uh, that Hayden has, has been a part of at this level. Uh, but we took our kids to a, a middle school seven-on-seven passing camp up at Good Hope. Mm-hmm. And you were, you I were was part of that. I with you on that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was um, – we, we, we saw our youth in that, but also we, we saw some bright spots by the end of the day. We were very raw at that point. We only had a few practices under our belt. So I felt like we've come a long way since then. Uh, just uh, having more team nights uh, to come in and, and just rep, you know, start, you know, conditioning throughout the summer. 
uh, installing that offense. We, we, we devoted mostly the, the summer to mostly offense. So that was a, a, a big uh, point of emphasis is just, you know, being more prepared by the time August got around. And I felt like the kids were. Um, once August got here, uh, wanted to be more physical. Like last year, I just felt like we were very passive. We were on our heels all season. Uh, and we just did not have that attack identity about us. So we've just really trying to instill that identity of we, you know, we might get out, out athleted, we might get out talented, but we're not going to get, you know, out gridded. We're not going to be oh, out physical yeah. in a game. So we're just trying to make our kids have that that mindset, and hopefully it's taking. But we've had more physical practices, um, you know, more conditioning. You know, it's I felt, important. yeah, I've, I've tried to be, you know, give them, and which that's, that's kind of been difficult here because, you know, the days with the heat advisory, they've got all these stipulations that you have to follow. And if a, you have a kid to fall out and then they say, well, why didn't you follow these suggestions? You know, but at the same time, we have a job to do is to get the kids prepared. Yep. So it's just, you know, finding that, that balance, that healthy balance of preparing the kids and keeping them safe at the same time. But uh, just, you know, all the... All that preparation and then also uh, as far as play calling, trying to find balance between – I know you, you can't be one-dimensional and successful uh, unless you just have some kids that are dominant at what they do. Yeah. So we're trying to be a little bit more balanced as far as pass and run. Well, let's talk about number four. Let's go to number four. Okay. Who are the newcomers that will be key contributors this season? Um, already mentioned them, a couple of them. Uh, Jacob Cornegay, he, he's one that's uh, he's new to football, but he's just a very hard worker, very hard runner, very fast kid. Uh, we're going to rely on him. Uh, we feel like once he gets coached up with some more technique, he's going to be a special player for the Hayden program uh, all the way through. Uh, some young guys I have mentioned, uh, Colton Edwards, he is just a, a, a physical little kid, very quiet, very humble, low key, but man, he is he's mean between the tackles. Um, another big body, uh, Matthew Scroggins, he's another, you know, six plus feet tall, you know, over 200 pounds already as an eighth grader. So we're hoping that he can, you know, inflict some damage in the, the trenches there. Throw that weight around. That's right. Throw some defenders around also. Um, Zach Tyler, uh, he's, he, he's a, a new kid to football for us this year. Uh, he, he's naturally gifted as an athlete. Uh, he's still, you know, raw as far as technique. But he's he's a quick learner and he's a very respectful young man. Hard and you know we're hoping that he'll make some plays for us also. Awesome man. Well, I'm excited, and I'm sure that you out there listening, especially fans, parents, are excited too. We don't want to miss this. We don't want to let our excitement go away. Mm-hmm. So as we conclude today, conclude with where are you going to be at this week? What time are you going to be there? And anything that they need to be bringing with them or, or any preparation a fan or a parent needs to bring with them? Well, just bring, we bring some bodies. Um, we got uh, Cleveland this Thursday. It's going to be at Hayden. Originally, that was on the schedule to be at Cleveland. Uh, but uh, because of their varsity schedule, um, we're going to, with us being on the road Friday night varsity, um, you know, coaches, they like to protect that field. They yep. they like to keep it clean and, you know, all the painting, all that stuff done on Thursday. So that's how we ended up back at Hayden. And that's going to be 530 this Thursday. 
So you heard it here, Robert Reed Stadium, 5.30 this Thursday, the Hayden Junior High Wildcats versus the Cleveland Panthers. Right. Well, don't miss it. And, Brad, so before we go, we just want to thank you. I appreciate the interview, and I know the, the parents, hopefully we've asked some questions that were on their minds, and they've got some insight in, and I know they appreciate you and what you're doing for the kids. All right, well, that's the Hayden Alabama Podcast, episode 32. We'll see you next time. See y'all.